0: This is part one of a two-part podcast.
1: Hey, this is T Blankentrip. Are you a fan of pie? Where well, there's pie at com. This pie grants the user of secret access. You also get free things like videos of Wheaton Labs, the ability to add two thumbs up two posts, and more. To get pie, go to com forward slash Pi to get the inside scoop of what pie can do for you. Again, That is permies.com forward slash pi. All
0: right, the numbers are counting down. Excellent, yeah. hey, Paul all right, so uh we're in the middle of the rocket mass heater jamboree. there's two days left of a nine day event, and uh, the artifacts are popping up, everything's kind of and it's like uh, we got like I think we got thirty people, maybe a little more than thirty people here. I haven't mm-hmm. counted uh, yeah,
1: but basically at meal times, the uh, workshop is full, yeah pretty much so yeah, yeah.
0: no actually uh technically, we can hold forty eight we can we can feed forty eight people just in the classroom but I think some people have been going out to the picnic tables you know um, uh, we we had two people that are a little concerned about COVID and so we set up the picnic tables outside so they could eat where there's lots of fresh air that's COVID free although we do have fancy air cleaners running in in the classroom where the rest of us are eating
1: yeah it's working fine I mean uh, there are plenty of people and it feels like a good number of people right that's the that's the thing it's not too many people it's not too few it's not a ghost town it's just it's a good number
0: and and so um i I am really grooving on the jamboree format where we have like basically four to six builds happening simultaneously um, and uh, i I don't know what Elliot what do you think um, I like it. I like having the freedom
1: to move around. It seems to me like four years ago the format was a little more like you would apprentice yourself to one of the masters yeah and um although that was helpful, and you know, given who the masters were that was that was easy to be a puppy dog and follow Ernie around um, but um now for me i I like the ability to bop over and see what rodney 's doing and. And uh, come up to the solarium and see what's going on there and and then wander back down. And I've mostly been helping out with the solar dehydrator Mm. or the rocket-boosted solar dehydrator, or is it the other way around? Yeah, Yeah. right.
0: I mean, I think that's what happens every time we do the Jamboree format. People kind of gravitate to a project or an instructor or something like that. And that's that's where they spend most of their time. But, but at any moment, you can wander around and do all the other things and see all the other things and stuff like that. Usually, you kind of tend to wander over to another one and just watch for a while rather than jump in. But you probably spend – I'm going to guess you spend 85% of your time on your favorite project and then um, doing all the things, being very involved in the details of building that thing –
1: yeah, I agree. And yeah. and yet it's also really nice to be working away on your project and then have other people come by and go, "Wait, what are you doing?" Mm-hmm. and then explaining it. And um you know, I find of course explaining something is how you really understand it. Mm-hmm. And so that's a great chance to try and explain to another you know person who is kind of maybe at the same level in
0: terms of understanding about what's going on, mm-hmm. and that's great. So I I think you got to thank Mud for this event happening at all because yeah yay Mud it, it was like um, uh, we we write to the instructors and say hey do you want to do this again and then step one you don't hear back from them uh, for 2 weeks and so you write to them again and and, uh, and it's like apparently what they're thinking is is like I think I might but but let me think about it and then I'll I'll re, I'll reply but they forget to reply and so it's like pulling then you finally get people to commit to the event and then shit happens so I think we lost 6 of our instructors to covid's not that they died but like 5 of them live in Europe and yeah. and they're like you know the, the the governments all said no yeah and and it was like we were fighting for it up until like 2 months before the event started and then it's like suddenly everything got locked down like they were kind of like i think we're going to be able to get our visas and stuff like that we're talking and they're like turboing us through and and then suddenly like chunk lockdown and so it's like nope you don't get to go
1: yeah it's um uh, it's a real shame to not have the european contingents here and you did have a fantastic lineup um there and um in a way um it's it's how oh, it's really hard and i wish there was a virtual way to do this but that's kind of silly i can't imagine webcams and the amount of clay and dust that you know cooperating and uh who wants to sit in a
0: classroom and so we watch had a video screen so we had yeah. Yeah. One person that was a magnificent natural builder built lots of rocket mass heaters and this person um was uh um uh was like got got the fear of COVID. Like just yeah. just super strong and like not not gonna go. Um, and it 's like, okay, legit, you know, yeah uh, fine, uh and then we had uh another one that was like not going to be able to come for reasons and then suddenly could come, and then another and then they were like yeah yeah, yeah i 'm gonna be there, and then suddenly, boom, like this other thing came up, and I have to go do that instead. uh another person we had lined up um their love let 's just the short version is. Their love life got in the way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you love, you know, it's that truck that hits you when you aren't looking. You you can't control that. And And two of them had big
0: business success
1: stuff get in the way, which is great. I'm giving a big thumbs up for the the pod people. So it's
0: like we were going to have like ten instructors simultaneously building ten different things, and we 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 ended up with four. And I still think it's, it is a delicious event. I mean, it's like, uh, it just feels good. I'm really liking what's coming out, uh, the, the products. And, uh, in fact, um, uh, um, I'm, I'm going to say, oh, and the other thing is, is that we had a lot of attendees where this is not their first time here yes. and, and they're returning. And, uh, you're one. How, this is your like fifth, fourth time here. This would be my third event
1: here and my fourth time here. Yes. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and you were here for a rocket mass heater event in the past. Four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was the yeah. last time we did one of these. We were going to do it last year, but, you know, COVID. Mm. Yeah. And so, um, uh, but anyway, um, and, and I should say that, that we have some ideas about, When we're going to do the next rocket mass heater jamboree and what the format will be. And, and maybe that's a discussion for another day. But, um, we're probably going to be, probably going to do two years for the next event. We have some people that are saying, no, do it again next year. And I'm kind of thinking like, ah, I, I kind of want to get us, I want to know that we're going to have 10 instructors here instead of four and other things.
1: It would be nice to have some certainty in the world. Uh, around this stuff before committing to another date, I agree, and so yeah, um, I would say that. Geez, I keep hoping that you know maybe in the next two years I will actually build enough of these and play around with them that I could come and do <laughs> some stuff and lead some things. We'll see if that actually happens. I I think. I think you might be ready. I think, you know. Uh, I well, need we to go, go home and a... build some things. Yeah. I, I haven't, right. you know, I've got some brick, I've got some ideas, but I need to actually build some stuff yeah. and play around with my ideas before that comes around.
0: Now, um, there are two people who are videoing, maybe even a third, a little bit here and there and um there is talk that maybe a movie will be made of the event and um so you know fingers crossed that would be cool if it happens um we'll we'll see no guarantees but it would it would be a cool movie there's a lot of cool stuff
1: there is a lot of cool stuff and some of it is the how not to do things which is good because if you're thinking about building one of these you're always going to wonder oh why do we do it this way why do not we do it this way well guess what we can answer those questions for you on some of these (laughs) and um there's just a lot of experimentation And, and this is one of the things that people need to realize it's like
0: wait why is it taking you a week to build this right it's my fault it's wow, on me. I'm I'm pushing for experiments. A lot of people want to build a standard rocket mass heater and have standard success, and I'm stepping in and insisting on like at least one experiment with it, with each build, which kind of drives some of our instructors bat shit. And it's like, but that's what we're all about. That's right. And you were talking um,
1: earlier about how one of these events with the Cooper Cabin, Ernie and Erica were here, and it's like, let's build a rocket mass heater, and boom, 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 and in like a day and a half, it was done, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's that is a workshop in how to build a known, proven design of rocket mass heater, and follow the instruction, and just observe that it's done, and you can do it in a day and a half if you know what you're doing yeah right. This is a different beast all altogether, right. and like with the solar dehydrator, we're out there trying to figure out how to combine <laughs> solar with mass. Which also has to have tremendous airflow through it, which also is fitted into this one particular space that we already have and we have to adapt to. And so there are a whole bunch of false starts on that one. And it's kind of like, you know, the little maze. And you go down and you go, oh, this isn't going to get me anywhere. And you got to double back. And I think I put rock in and out of there like three times. You know, (laughs)
0: um, not all of it, just some of it. Let's talk about that project as the first one. I mean, we've got a list of projects to talk about here, but but let's talk about that one first. So um, we have an existing solar food dehydrator that works great. Sitting right next to this one. Yeah. Right next to it. And so so it's kind of like, all right, that's great. And we did a bunch of innovations. We have a whole movie dedicated to that build. You can go out and watch it. I think it's five bucks to watch the whole movie on building that particular solar food dehydrator and it's like uh, so um, why bother building another one and it's like um, well there's there's a couple of things we have some ideas on how that one could be improved and maybe we're wrong about those ideas maybe we're not but we have some ideas on how it could work even better as a solar food dehydrator but the other thing is is that when you get into fall When you're harvesting a lot of stuff, you need to start drying it all. And drying is great because it it gives this massive shelf life to so many foods without... Um, you know, it's a low work thing, and some stuff I think just is magnificent. Dried,
1: absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I used to love taking the little tiny, um, they're called Juliet tomatoes, which are these little like they look like big grapes, yeah, basically, and just cut those in half, toss them in, dry them, and then I would just eat those like popcorn through the winter. <laughs> and so, yeah, drying food is great, but there is this disconnect between when the sun and the heater available, yeah. and when you're harvesting a lot of foods, and so the solar dehydrator is great when your crops are coming in in June. The, yeah, but you know, nice long days. But you know, come the end of August and into September, October. October. Here we, we are, and you we know, finally
0: got a killing frost.
1: Yeah. In and, the middle of the event. And, you know, when we lived in Wisconsin, it's the same sort of issue. Well, if you lived in Arizona, it'd be another thing. Where yeah. I'm in, you know, yeah. northern Oregon there. Is similar kinds of problems that, you know, the crops tend to come in as the clouds come in and the rains and the temperature drop. And so. The days are shorter. The days are shorter and you don't have that solar power. So, um, having the The rocket assist there, which will help you convert some small handfuls of wood that you might be collecting anyway mm-hmm. at the end of the season um, into something which you know stretches the say eight hours of potential drying a day into twelve
0: to twenty four. Is awesome. Yeah. So, like, you can get into the late afternoon or early evening, and then it's like, okay, everything's drying at a certain rate, and I'm just going to give it a little bump. And so you build a little fire and, uh, you know, let the fire run for a half hour and then cork it and go to bed. And when you wake up, hopefully it's still warm in there and air is still moving through. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and then one of my hypotheses about that one is also that in the fall, the air is also very dry especially mm-hmm. around here where it's like always dry. Mm-hmm. And so temperature isn't necessarily required so much as air movement. Yeah. And so even if the mass that is you know, only putting out 80 degrees and we're only wandering 70 or 80 degree air, as opposed to the 40 degree ambient outside at night, just moving that air through there is going to continue to help dry the foods. It'll help dry the woods. It may have absorbed moisture in the day when it's hotter and more moisture is being released from the foods. Anyway, just keeping that air moving is going to be beneficial. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. and that's what we're shooting for with that. Um, plus, I think it would be good if if it's like uh, like if it's midnight, if the air moving through, like if it's cold at night, the air moving through might be a little warmer. It might be like more like eighty moving through yeah. rather than say forty. And so I, I think this is going to do that.
1: That little stove, even when it, we were firing it yesterday, and, you know, it's not insulated at all yet, um, other than with rock. And uh, I needed to remove the rock that was sitting on top of the riser barrel, and I mistakenly grabbed it with my uh, synthetic gloves, which proceeded to melt. And um, oops and, and smolder. <laughs> um, and so I can tell you that that rock is indeed absorbing a tremendous amount of heat, yeah. and is going to be able to output a bunch of heat
0: yeah this is I'm looking forward to seeing it in action and uh and and basically i kind of i kind of gave mud a lot of wiggle room and it's like uh, you know the do your vision for what's going to make a solar food dehydrator that's better than the one that we have, yeah, and it has the rocket boost right. and so um, he has gone with some interesting shapes, and I yep. am um, I am really looking forward to seeing how it performs. I think one of the most
1: interesting things about that design is that it is both a push and a pull yep. design. Um, and because I believe the solar dehydrator is, is merely a push. It's only a push, right? It doesn't have a pull.
0: No, it has a push and a pull. It does. It does. It does. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. So the the most of it is the push as it goes up to the top of the cabinet. Yeah. And then it goes through the cabinet and it picks up uh a, a moisture mm-hmm. and um uh then it gets to the back and then it goes up and then it's got a uh, a little thing at the top that also does a pull. Okay. But the angle on the on the our uh, uh solar food dehydrator that we have now is kind of like 45 degrees. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly what the angle is, but the angle on the one that Mud's doing is much steeper. So it's 60-ish, 60 plus. I'm gonna 60, guess
1: something like that. Yeah. I, th-
0: I think I heard him say that it's the it is the angle for February one. And, 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 and like, I
1: believe the solar dehydrator is angled for like end of September, beginning of October, like now. Yeah. And so it's, it's got an, a larger area, but because of the lower angle, it may produce less thrust. So Well,
0: I think the steeper it is, the more thrust there will be. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I so, think. Um, let's, let's find out. Let's see. It's, but the way he's designed it, it could have a lot of vertical thrust as well, because yeah. the air intake is underneath it. Yes. Whereas with the other one, the air intake is at the end. At the bottom. Bottom edge. Yeah. Yeah. Bottom of the glass.
1: All right. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. We should have the glass on that one today. There should be some
0: footage of that.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah. 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 Exciting
0: to see that one. Hi, this is Mark. There are a lot of reasons to get angry these days, but I prefer to focus on the positive things that we each can do to make this world a better place. The book Building a Better World in Your Backyard, Instead of Being Angry at Bad Guys, is a great resource for just that. Instead of throwing my arms up in frustration at governments or big corporations, there's a list of ideas that we each can tackle to affect change. Information about this book and other resources can be found at permies.com. My, my experience is, is having footage, having video footage, is uh, for, for like every movie you put out, we have video footage for 10 movies. Yeah. 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 And it's like it's about editing it and it's like and how did it turn out and how's the sound and all that? Can you make a movie out of it? So it turned I, I went looking through our video footage for a bunch of projects we've done here and most of it is I'm almost all of it is useless, you know. And yeah. it's like all we went through to get all of that, and we're not going to be able to use it. Yeah, well, so, um, uh, oh, but hey, uh, I did. We've got, we've got i I'm seeing early versions of the new movie about the tour of Wheaton Labs. Okay. Okay. And as uh, I don't know if you saw the the Turbo Tour YouTube video. I've seen parts of that. Okay. All right. All right. I think it's yeah. looking really good. I think the Turbo Tour is cool. All right. Let's so, talk about what the grand champion of this entire event so yes, far is. Yes,
1: Rodney, Rodney, Rodney. <laughs> yeah. um, Rodney is a fantastic addition. Um, Rodney has been leading the crew uh, to create the uh, Rocket Cooktop um, in the Red Shed as
0: part of the Red Cabin. So we have a new outdoor kitchen. Yeah. So the Red Cabin has a little downhill shed. It's been a delivery shed for yeah. years now. And... Um, and so we're making that into a bit of an outdoor kitchen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, uh, because there's a need for it. And, yeah, and absolutely. it's like uh, in all kinds of different ways. And, uh, um, so when seppers are here and uh, they need a place to cook or also when we have an event and there's, uh, and so the, our, our kitchen, the Fisher Price house is totally taken over. Then, uh, there's sometimes there's people that they need to cook their own stuff. And then you place it. So we've got like these little propane burners out there, but it's kind of weak. Oh, Paul,
1: Paul. There's a little window there now, which has been cut in on the side. Yeah, yeah. Looks, looks great. Looks to the east. Yeah. <laughs> this is it we need to make an omelet bar. And then people can walk on the outside, and somebody can be in there making your omelet. Yeah, okay. Okay, all right, all right. Calm down there, Elliot.
0: All right, switch the decaf.
1: So anyway, Rodney's doing a great job of that build, and uh, there's been a good crew in there
0: working with him. Fired it up yesterday. Yes. For the first time, and it was like, Perfect. Although, of course, the obnoxious in all of us is coming up with a thousand ideas <laughs> on how to optimize it further. But the thing is, uh, I'm, cause the, okay, first let's describe what is a Lorena. Right. And now now granted, um uh I thought Lorena meant one thing and Mud is telling me no it means this other thing and I'm and so I'm like, well then I'm gonna call it a Lucy and it's <laughs> like uh screw that. I'm just gonna say my my idea of a Lorena from what I've been taught from what i have learned over the years and maybe officially it's something else from some other language and yeah. i those guys can go do their own thing right and right. leave me out of it but here's here's the thing you're going to have basically it's like you're going to have this rocket cooktop where the hot gases go up against the glass or this the the cast iron or whatever yeah. but in instead there's a hole in it I know. Why uh,
1: in the world would you put a
0: hole <laughs>
1: at the top of the riser? Yeah. Well, there's a good reason.
0: So there's yeah. there's a J-tube. This is a full 8-inch J-tube system, and then the exhaust gases uh go up into where the hole is, so it'll just pour right out. But yeah. you're going to take your canning pot full of water, and you put it in the hole, and it plugs the hole once the canning pot is there. And Holy shit! What a fit! It's like yeah, it's yeah. it's like you kind of expect to hear the sound of punk <laughs> as it's as it's there. It's like because when he's running it, there there is no smoke getting out. And of course, you know it is it is very smokeless. When when he was running it, we looked at the exhaust constantly, perfectly clear. The whole wonderful, burn, wonderful. And uh, so there might be gases getting out, but it's an outdoor kitchen, and you can only do a Lorena in an outdoor kitchen. Okay, so the idea yeah. is. Is that the pot sits in the hole, the flames and exhaust gases uh, hit the pot directly on the bottom. So it's not like it hits a surface, a cooking surface, and then has to transfer through the cooking surface into the pot. Right. Instead, it, you remove the surface; it goes directly to the pot. Yeah. And it also, because if it's if it's because um, we're talking about boiling water bath, canning bath, yeah, it heats that water. On the sides as well. Yes, so not just on the bottom. It's like triple the heating surface area to heat it up <laughs> so much faster.
1: As you people know, when you have that big old canning pot, or your canning pressure cooker, and it's this beast, you know, it's like sixteen inches in di- you know diameter, and you're trying to heat it. On a little eight inch coil, it takes forever yeah. and a day to heat that stuff up. You can just sit there and wait and it's wait. Maybe at least and wait. an hour. And this thing is. Gonna blast that water.
0: Yeah, I. I mean, we haven't we haven't tried to do that kind of a test yet because we've been doing other kind of tests. Yeah, breaks. but but yeah, I, I suppose but, I, you know I'm gonna guess that somebody's gonna be able to get that to boiling in seven minutes, like from the moment from from no fire at all to boiling in seven minutes. We'll, we'll get there, just not we haven't tried it yet. We yeah, that, that it yet. seems totally
1: reasonable. Yeah, as opposed to. 45 minutes in your kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, and then uh, just also canning, you know, that's another summer activity. Doing it outside, oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, yeah, to be able to be so much cooler.
1: Oh, and yeah. And vent it all And out. keep that yeah. heat out of the house so that then, because it's going to get warm. Yeah. You're going to be standing there, you're going to get warm and sweaty, but then you go into a cool house.
0: So and, <laughs> and doesn't that window, it just adds a ton. Oh, my of gosh. Like, and we're going to
1: add two more. And a big shout-out to Jeff, who appointed himself the trim master. <laughs> and he put that trim on that window. And I walked by, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. Not only does it look good, it just, like, made the whole building
0: look better. Yeah. It's, it's a really nice addition. Yeah. 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 This is going to be so great. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> this is just the beginning. Now, okay, so now... After after the exhaust gases, after doing the pot, they go under a glass cook-up. So we we actually uh, got a uh, uh, a sacrifice electric uh, stovetop. And uh took the glass off of it, yeah, and uh, put the glass as the next destination, so the exhaust gases once they 're done trying to heat that water, they move right along, and um they they go to each of those four little cooktop round things, yep, and uh, under all the glass and uh, and heat that all up before um, the exhaust gases go outside uh, up up through the roof yeah so i I Just by looking at it and the experience of watching it burn yesterday, I'm kind of thinking, like, you know, a person might try to do this indoors, but I really think it has to be an outdoor thing because of the Lorena thing. But uh, it looked like it was burning so clean, it could be an indoor thing. But I think technically I'm going to have to say don't do that, keep it outdoors. Well, other people have done the stovetop. I mean, you have a stovetop oh, one in yeah. the Cooper, right? And, so the, the stovetop idea, an an
1: absolutely, uh, that one makes sense indoors. Yeah. The, the Lorena one, at least until there is some superior, mm-hmm. you know, tested system of this pot fits this gasket seal perfectly,
0: which seems unlikely. Which is kind of how a wood an indoor wood stove works. I mean, while you're using an indoor wood stove, you got a, you, you got an old-school wood stove for cooking. It's got little cracks. And, and it's got little, yeah, yeah you can yeah, see yeah. the fire through the little cracks. And then you gotta, you're got to lift up the lid to to throw some wood in there and stuff like that. So it's, kinda, it's done, kind you of, you could, uh, I'm not going to, I'm I, not going to.
1: I'm in your camp here. I'm going to suggest yeah. that this is best done as an outdoor machine.
0: But I imagine yeah. if it was indoors, it would probably perform better and with less smoke in the kitchen than a than a, an old school wood cook stove. Yes. Yeah. And having grown
1: up with one of those beasties from the 1920s. In yeah. cabins, with my grandmother who knew how to use that thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the the
0: heat, the smoke off of that. This is a tremendous improvement over that stuff. Yeah. I think. But I think I think we should, you know, because of our standards, leave it leave it outdoors. Yes. But. It's yes. so awesome. It's so amazing. Now, yeah. now the next thing is is that okay, we're we're all dreaming of optimizations and the love the, the list of optimizations is huge. Once you get something working and it's beautiful, it's kinda like okay. Now um already today we've talked about like, okay, the pot comes out, you know, you gotta lift the pot out. The pot's not a permanent thing in there, the pot slides right out and you need that. It's possible that when you're canning you're gonna have two of those pots. You need to get one up to boiling and then you're gonna put it over there on the cooktop and it's gonna keep boiling and you're gonna put another one in there and get that boiling. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're gonna get you're gonna get a full on canning operation going.
1: Yeah. Well okay. and and you need to cool them in the water bath sometimes and slow it down and all of this stuff. So um and of course um those um you know, those ceramic coated you know, those black with white flecks, those are ceramic coated steel, right? Right, uh, right, right. Anyway, those are dirt cheap. Yeah. Um, fifteen, twenty dollars, something so, like that. I don't know, you know, not much. And you can probably find them at garage sales and but um that's a very standard item. You could have a whole stack of those next to this and just have quite the operation. Um a lot of people want to get a big wok. The oh, amazing. And That's a fantastic idea. And so what else did you mention? It's like a walk. You could have another piece of glass which drops over that. So you would right. have another burner. Another there. burner. Another cooktop. You could do a drop-on oven, which was mentioned. And if you like, do it with the
0: cooktop, then it would be a white oven. And if you yeah. do it without the cooktop, it would be a black oven. Right. Which some people really groove on the black oven. I'm not one of them. Okay. But, but some people uh, think that pizza cooked that way. Is yeah, yeah, you got a point there. I, right. I I can
1: see that. Yeah, it does add a little element, a uh, character to sure. it. Sure,
0: um, sure. So um, there's a bunch of that kind of stuff that's been suggested. Uh, a big skillet, just a skillet that kind of drops down in the hole a little bit. You know, that could be kind of cool. One of those big slabs of uh, cast iron, and uh, yeah. place that in there. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, so so th- there's lots of other ideas, but the thing is is that boy this is this is currently the champion at the moment, but we've got a lot of other projects that are like wrapping up and about to come online, and they are looking i mean uh if nothing else, so for example, the uh rocket mass heater in the um solarium yeah, looks beautiful, yes. Yes, it does. And that's it, going to be
1: a nice install. That I mean, is nice. Yeah, And um, I think that's going to provide a nice place for winter folk to, to hang out and yeah. stay warm and potentially sleep. If being up on the lab and discovering that somebody's previous structure wasn't warm enough in the winter. <laughs> um, I have to say, sleeping in a chandelier up yeah. there, which is um, not a bad space um, by any means. Mm. Um, it's not... Perfect. It's just it's an ailer, not a wafati, so right. it doesn't have that thermal mass going on. Right. And the wood stove in there is and scariest absolute. Just it's just wrong. Yeah. Um, I don't know why anybody living here would have thought that. Purchasing uh, and installing that was a good idea I, yeah, um, I, that's you know, just a very strange thing and and so it's, it, it was, and a it was in and
0: time. village,
1: and so people get to do their own they get to do their
0: own thing absolutely and, yeah. there's the freedom to be stupid um, I and guess. that was installed years ago and sold to another party, and that party rents it out that party' his name is shannon, and so hence the name' uh, chandelier uh, I see
1: okay, yeah, so I mean the stove is there, and um anyway, but for for boots or possibly ants, if they get to come down, or just visitors to have a space, yeah. which is nice and warm, and has the potential for sunlight at well, the same time, we've got that hidden away, is a good idea. We've got the garden
0: master course coming, and and so basically, um, more more than a year ago, we got the idea that um, we're going to have the garden master course in January. Um, and of course, all those people need a place to, to stay if you're going to be here. I mean, I'm, I'm, some people are probably going to go rent a local hotel room or Airbnb or something like that. And okay, fine. But I'm kind of thinking like a certain number of people want, are going to want to stay on site. So we need, if we're going to hold a class here in January, then we need up. And so basically it was more than a year ago, like maybe, Uh, A year and four months ago, like, okay, are we going to do this? Well, what are we going to do? So we came up with the idea of the solarium and that that's going to be a totally heated space and that there would be maybe six bunks in there. And then it's like, now we're getting to a, a big enough number of people that we can have a class. And it's like, okay, so it's it's doable. Um, and, uh, uh, so it's supposed to be online before January. And, and now you can see the roundwood timber framed part of the solarium that's out there and it's not quite done yet. But the rocket mass heater that's being put in there is a full eight inch pebble style system. Now I, it, it looks so handsome and it looks so nice. And there's an experiment that, um, that we put into it. And, um, and, and, to a lot of our systems, uh, here, and we had such confidence in it because all the math worked out. And it's like, let's do this new that we call it the juice box. And,
1: yeah, the juice box is a great idea. And, and this is one of those experiments. And are we deviating from the Erica and Ernie, you know, formula on how to build a successful Gilligan proof stove? Yes, we are. Um, but that's called innovation, and right. we're trying it in a controlled environment. And then we've also got all of these testy bits, and we have all of this wonderful experience around. And um, by the way, it's sad to not have Erica and Ernie here, yeah. and I'm so glad Donkey is here as sort of part of that lineage, right? Um, and because he's another fount of knowledge. Oh my gosh, right? I mean, Mud is too, and Rodney is too, but Donkey brings just a different angle on that. Oh yeah, and, 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 and so I having... brought a different angle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Let's, let's do. This the math he's our math guy this right right yeah. Um, yeah without peter here
1: we need somebody who who can look at that and go oh that's not going to work
0: so um, isaac led the build on the one in the solarium yeah yeah and um uh and and he had to go to a wedding, you know, so there's hey there's a Life second again. love story. Man. A second love story taking somebody away. Yeah. But when he signed up, he's like, I can only do it up until I have to run away for the wedding and it's like, We're okay. We're saying okay. Yeah. But JR's kinda taken over. JR yeah. this is his second time here and uh and JR's just taken on all kinds of pieces and, and yeah. it, yeah. it through. Very yeah. cool, very awesome. Um so uh the big thing is is this juice box and it it is like this idea of the juice box stratification chamber if it worked which it didn't but if it did work it would yeah. have made the burn probably about 30% more efficient but more importantly when you're not burning it would have made it three times more efficient by holding the heat in longer rather than letting it go out through yeah. the, the vertical exhaust yeah. by
1: capturing it in by basically turning the exhaust into a partial stratification chamber.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, so sorts. I mean, or another way, an upside down uh, um, a P channel. You know, like like yeah. well, like when you have a drain in your sink, it, it it's like the water drains and it kind of plugs, so you don't get to smell all the sewage um yeah and so that's yeah, the function yeah. of, of that the, yeah, that P channel. Yeah, yeah. and so it's kind of like um we were kind of doing that but in the reverse direction uh to kind of hold the heat in and and have less heat escape out the roof uh from the mass cuz sometimes there's still a draw through, you know, coming into the wood feed or from other places yeah. and then going up through. And sometimes with a great big vertical exhaust, there was there was getting to be a laminar flow where there was cold air coming down into the mass wow. and the hot air was going up. And so this, if it worked, it would have probably tripled the efficiency of the mass to hold its heat for the room rather than taking a lot of that heat outside. Sure. Um, Now, we've got the whole thing with the experiment of the guillotine to be able to do that. Mm -hmm, Basically, mm -hmm. literally cork it, but it fails with human discipline. People forget, and it's like... And where's all the smoke coming from? So this would have been a system that would have been entirely passive. When there's heat coming out of the barrel, it would have started to just go like crazy. Yeah. And then when that heat stops in the barrel, it would have corked the
1: system. Well, well, there are two Components to the juice box. One is the placement of the bottom of the vertical exhaust inside the horizontal you know, run duct yeah the duct yeah and um or stratification chamber or, or whatever sure, sure sure um and that is to say, well, gee, do we put it at the very top and just let the hottest stuff run out, or do we slide it down and try mm-hmm. to suck the colder air out and mm-hmm. let the hottest air rise up in stratification right. good stuff um, and I think that is quite sound uh, that makes sense so, the the issue has been. The size of the vertical exhaust yeah. by sizing it down, and it may have been downsized too much because the yeah. four inch was too small. Going to a six inch has been great, been cured the issues.
0: And, and so, just to be clear, I mean, the cool thing is, is when you do a pebble style, you can make changes so easy. And so, we have this uh, in the solarium. We have this pebble style, and um, the vertical exhaust was too far from the barrel, so um, uh, it's kind of like. Oh, you know, maybe that's the problem. So then um they took it apart and they rerouted the exhaust so it's literally kissing the barrel. It's touching yes, the barrel. It is. And it's like that helped a lot. But not enough. And so then we took out the 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 stratification element, the where the part where the, the mm. straw of the juice yeah. box went down low into the stratification chamber. We we made it so it's coming out from the top to get that extra heat. And that helped also. But not enough. Not enough. Yeah. So um, as yeah. we speak, the 6-inch is being put in. And so it's an 8-inch system, and it'll have a 6-inch exhaust. Hopefully the 6-inch exhaust will help with a little bit of that efficiency that we're talking about, that we're looking for when the fire is not running. But um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. If nothing else, though, what a handsome rocket mass heater um i think isaac and his team did a great job it's so beautiful
1: and some of the participants uh were like wait we want to make this look nice and they insisted on installing the wood trim and so forth and that's really going to improve its aesthetic value to users
0: um in the future for sure yeah um all right next thing to talk about The Rocket Sauna is now online at 100%. Um, It got tested... Two days ago, I, there were a lot of, there was a lot of talk about it te- getting tested again last night, and Ooh. lots of more tests, just to make sure. Okay. And the tests are coming back pretty good, was, but I don't know if there was I, tests, I didn't hear back. I, I don't know, I, I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, a test with a bunch of people standing around dressed in it, it doesn't seem like a real test. Um I mean, that's a test of the oh. stove working, but until you like, yeah.
0: I just assumed everybody was naked no i don't no. think so
1: not, no no not okay i don't know i, I think I there were cameras go there. around i don't i don't go there so i don't know but these following tests in the evening may have involved less clothing and yeah. actual like sweating wow. and uh so that
0: uh, i haven't heard any reports oh, yet but okay i okay. should check in on that <laughs> okay this podcast is continued in part two
1: i'm edward norton no, not that one, the other one, and I love pies. No, not that kind, the other kind. Permies is an old-school forum packed full of friendly people who occasionally give out a slice of pie. You'll never forget your first slice of pie. It made me feel so good. I had to buy a whole pie so I could share the love. Oh, and there's apples too. Sign up at permies.com to join in the world of homesteading and permaculture and you too might get a slice of pie.